Good morning, church, and good morning, friends and family. We are so thankful that you are participating with us this morning in our online worship service. We love you, we appreciate you, and we are so glad that you are here this morning. We are continuing our series called You Are Here, and this morning I want to start with a story. In 2013, apparently, there was a zoo in China to which a mom and her child went to the zoo and they were really excited, I'm sure, to go to the lion enclosure. So they made their way to the lion enclosure to see this lion and it was clearly labeled that it was a lion, but they were shocked when the lion made a noise that wasn't a roar, it was a bark. And they discovered that what was being sold as a lion was actually a large Tibetan mastiff that the zoo was trying to pass off as being a lion. Upon further inspection and as officials got involved, they realized that there were multiple enclosures where they had animals that were different than what they were labeled. You know, sometimes life is that way, isn't it? Sometimes things aren't always what we're told they are. Sometimes things aren't always what they seem. Sometimes a lion is just a dog, right? And sometimes people aren't what they seem. This series this month is all about examination. It's all about evaluation. It's all about asking really deep questions, not about other people, but about ourselves, evaluating ourselves, evaluating where am I really? Who am I really? Am I the person that I say I am? Am I the person that I want to be? Am I living the life that I want to live? Not just in the future, what am I, what am I striving to do? Who am I striving to be? But right now, presently, currently, before I take another step in life, before I do one more thing, before I go in another direction, before I keep on doing the things that I've always done, or even before I make the changes that I feel like I need to make, where am I? Where am I currently? When you go into a mall, I haven't been to a mall in a really long time, but when you go into the mall, at least when I was a kid, I assume it's still the same way, but they would have the big map, right? As soon as you walk in, there's this huge map, and it's important to find the store to which you want to visit, but it's also important to see the little X on the map that says, you are here. Where are you right now? Before you take another step, before you do another thing, it's time that you evaluate where you are currently. But as we think through that, as we think through evaluating ourselves, evaluating our current position in life, one of the things that we have to evaluate is who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? What voices are we listening to? Who is influencing us? Who are the people? Who are the voices? What are the ideas that are influencing us in our life? I've, I've always really liked this quote by a motivational speaker. I don't know anything about him other than this quote, but his name was Charlie Tremendous Jones, and he said that five years from today, you will be the same person that you are now, except for the people that you meet and the books that you read. I really like that idea. Five years from now, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the people that you meet and the books that you read. The people in your life, whether they're 
physically in your life, or maybe they're virtually in your life. Maybe they're on your television, or maybe they're on your computer. Maybe they're on social media. Maybe they're on YouTube. Those people in your life, and the books that you're reading, and the things that you're listening to are influencing you. They're shaping you. Not only are they shaping and influencing who you will become, but they have shaped you. The person you are today is due in part to the people that you've met and the books that you've read. Five years ago, you met people in your life. You started watching something on television. You started watching something online. You started listening to a podcast or listening to a radio show or reading a certain type of book. And those people have influenced you. You are who you are in part because of the people that you've met and the books that you've read, the things to which you are listening. So if you're going to evaluate who you really are, where you are in life, then you have to ask this question, who am I listening to? Who is shaping me? Who is influencing me? And, and just as important, should I be listening to them? Am I listening to the right voices? Am I listening to the right people? Am I listening to the right messages? Am I being influenced by the right sorts of people? As parents, it's really easy to want to guard our children and say, no, 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 you can't watch that and you can't watch that and don't listen to this and don't listen to that. I don't want that influencing you negatively. And that's good for us to protect our children. But who's protecting us? Who's guarding our hearts and our minds? How often do we really stop and ask ourselves, are these the voices to which I ought to be listening? Are these the ideas that I really want shaping me into the person that I am and the person that I will become? Let's listen to Jesus as we continue to wrap up the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 5. He says this, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. First of all, I think we have to define prophet. What's a prophet? What is a prophet? Well, obviously a prophet is someone, a, a real prophet is someone who speaks on God's behalf, right? Somebody who is speaking a message that they received from God. But often when we think about prophets, we tend to think about someone who answers the question, what will happen, right? When we think about prophets, we, we tend to think about someone who tells us the answer to the question, what's going to happen? Someone who tells us the future. But for the most part, prophets didn't answer just the question, what will happen? What the question that prophets tended to answer is, why is this happening, right? Throughout biblical history, the prophets were the people who answered the question, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family? Why is this happening to my tribe? Why is this happening to our nation? Why is this happening in our world? So a prophet didn't just deal with future events. A prophet dealt with current events. Why is this happening? 
And a true prophet is someone who comes with a message from God to say, this is why this is happening. This is why you're going into captivity. This is why you're losing this battle. This is why this happened. This is why that's happening. And so a prophet is someone who, as Peter puts it, is carried along by the Holy Spirit to interpret current events, to tell you this is why this is happening or this is why that is happening. And of course, sometimes this is what will happen in the future, but almost always change what you're doing. Change what you're doing or maybe keep doing what you're doing. Do this thing to guide you in how to live. But a false prophet, a false prophet has ulterior motives A false prophet isn't coming with a message from God, even if he says this message is from God. Even if he says, I received this message in a dream, or I received this message, however he says he received it, he has ulterior motives. He isn't being genuine. He isn't being honest. Jesus says that he is really a wolf in sheep's clothing. We live in in a very secular society. They lived in a very religious society. And so whether it was true, whether it was the the pagans, the, the Greeks, the Romans, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, these false prophets would say that their God gave them this message to interpret their current situation, to say, this is why this is happening, or this is why that's happening, or here's what you should do about this, that, or the other. Here's how you should live your life. And so they would often claim that they got this message from God. But Our false prophets tend to be, very often, they can be religious false prophets. We certainly have a lot of religious false prophets, but we also have secular false prophets. I mean, the world is full right now, especially. We have information overload, and there is no shortage of people who want to tell you that they know they have this great understanding about why current events are happening, and they have a message to share with you about why current events are happening the way that they're happening, and they also want to tell you and guide you in how you live your life so that in the future, you'll find good fortune and success, right? And even if they don't claim that this message that they're giving to you is of divine origin, it doesn't change the fact that they can be false prophets, claiming to be able to see with great insight why certain things are happening the way that they're happening, claiming to have great insight about how everybody should live their lives. And if we just lived our lives this way, these bad things wouldn't happen and these good things would happen. So everybody should listen to me and do what I'm telling you. But Jesus says, no, 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 listen, beware. You notice that first word? Beware. Beware, be alert, be on your toes. Understand that not everybody who says that they have insight, not everybody who says that they have a message from God about why things are happening or what things will happen or how you should live your life, not everyone is actually bringing you a divinely inspired message. Not everybody is telling you the truth. And some people, some people are wolves in sheep's clothing. Sometimes what appears to be a sheep is really a wolf. Sometimes what appears to be a lion is really a dog. Not everything is what it seems. And so we have to stop and evaluate sometimes, don't we? But we, Because we've all listened to prophets, haven't we? 
We've all listened to people who claim to have the insight about current events, the insight about future events, the insight about how to live your life in a way to secure good fortune. We've all listened to people who claim to have this great, if not divinely inspired message. And we have to ask ourselves, Are they false prophets? Are they people that have ulterior motives? Who who really have this other motive to devour, to use for their own ends, for their own gain, to exploit the people who listen to them, to exploit the people who follow them, who exploit the people that believe their message because the world has always been full of people who want to get a gathering of followers, who want people to listen to them and follow them, and so they will tell them whatever they want to hear. This is why this is happening. Yeah, it's all their fault. You know those people over there, all those people over there. It's because of them, and if we could just get those people out, or if we would just stop listening to those people, or if we would just start doing these things, things would get better. And throughout history, there have always been people who claim to have this great insight and who gather a great following and say, if you'll just listen to me, I will show you the light. If you'll just listen to me, I will show you the truth. And if you think that you're not capable of following a false teacher or a false prophet, whether that be a religious false prophet or a secular false prophet, maybe maybe when we think that about ourselves, oh, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fall for that. I wouldn't believe that. Listen, Jesus is telling his disciples, beware. When we think that about ourselves, we are the most vulnerable to following false prophets, to following false teachers. When we think it couldn't happen to me, I wouldn't believe that. So we have to stop and ask ourselves, are the people who are influencing me, are the people who have influenced me, are the people to whom I'm listening, are they false prophets? Are they wolves in sheep's clothing? But that's the thing. How do you know, right? How do you know? How do you know that someone isn't what he seems to be or isn't who she seems to be? How do you know when a lion is not a lion and it's really a dog? How do you know when what appears to be a sheep is really a wolf? I'm glad you asked. Look at what Jesus says, verse 16. He says, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Think about that metaphor for a second. He says, if you you have a thorn bush and you're sitting there waiting for it to grow some grapes on it, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time, right? I don't know why I can't get any grapes. Well, maybe because it's not a grapevine. That's why, right? I don't know why this thing isn't growing any figs. Because it's a thistle bush. It's not a fig tree. That's why you're not getting any figs. You you only get grapes from a grapevine. You only get figs from a fig tree. And then he says, So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I want to get kind of personal for just a second. I used to listen to a lot of talk radio. A lot of talk radio. 
You, you could almost say that the talk radio hosts were sort of my prophets, interpreting current events, saying this is why this is happening, this is why this is happening, here's what's going to happen in the next few years, here's what I foresee, here's what I predict, here's how you need to change what you're doing, if you don't want this to happen, here's what you need to why you need to change what you're doing if you want this to happen. But then I, I stop and I recognize something that I didn't like in myself. They were producing bad fruit in me. In my life, I saw anxiety and anger. I was anxious and angry when I would listen to these prophets, if you will. And that bad fruit was produced in me. Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says, you will know these false prophets by their fruit. Now, sometimes, sometimes that fruit is produced in their individual life, right? And sometimes we see it, don't we? We see it with both religious false prophets and with secular false prophets. We see the mask torn off every now and then, don't we? And we see, oh, they weren't who they pretended to be. They, their life was full of deceit and hypocrisy. Their life was full of scandal and immorality, and they're not who they said they were. And so sometimes we can see this bad, diseased fruit in the individual lives of the false prophets. But sometimes, sometimes we see this bad fruit. I would even say more often we see this bad fruit in the lives of the people that they influence, right? We see the diseased fruit, we see the bad fruit in the lives of the people that they're influencing. And Jesus says, you can tell who are false prophets by their fruit. What does it produce? What does their teaching produce? What does their influence produce? What does it look like? Is it good? Is it healthy? Is it right? Or is it bad? Is it disease? Because you're never going to get a grape from a thorn bush. You're never going to get a fig from a thistle. Think about the people of Jesus' day. The people of Jesus' day had no shortage of false prophets, right? They had no shortage of people that wanted to say, well, this is why this is happening, and this is why the Messiah hasn't come yet, and here's what you need to do, and here's how you need to live your life, and I have this great insight, and if you want the truth, you have to follow me. If you want the truth, you have to listen to me. And there were countless people just like that. And what was the result? What were, what were the fruits that were produced from that? Envy. Jealousy, anger, fear, rage, murder, right? They murdered the Son of God. How in the world, how in the world could the Jewish people, the Israelite people, the people who had the Torah of God, the people who had the covenant and the promises of God, how in the world could they become so corrupt and blind that along with the Gentiles people, along with our people, along with the Romans and the Greeks, that the people of Jesus' day would put him to death. How could they become so corrupt? False 
prophets who produced in the people fear and worry and anxiety and anger and blame and rage and jealousy and all of this corruption. Again, sometimes we see, sometimes we see the bad fruit in the individual life of the false prophet. But sometimes we see the bad fruit in our life, in our thinking, in the way that we are living. And we have to stop and and ask ourselves, what kind of fruit is this teacher producing? What kind of fruit is this teacher, teacher and teaching producing? What kind of fruit does this influencer, does this influence have on me and to the others who are influenced by him? Look at verse 20. Jesus says, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. This is where spiritual discipline is so important, isn't it? Because we could could just not listen to Jesus and we could just say, yeah, okay, well, that's somebody else. Somebody else needs to beware of false prophets. The people of Jesus' day need to beware of false prophets. Or maybe gullible people need to beware of false prophets. Or maybe those people over there that don't know what I know need to beware of false prophets. But Jesus says, no, all of you, all y'all need to beware of false prophets. And you say, well, how will I know them? Jesus says, you will recognize them by their fruits, which requires of us to stop and do some examination, to stop and do some evaluation and ask ourselves, what sort of fruits is this teacher, is this teaching producing? This person says they have all the answers. This person says they they know why these things are happening. This person says that that they have a message that if we would just listen to them, we'd have it all figured out, all sorted out. And I'm tempted to listen and I'm tempted to follow them. And Jesus says, you'll know whether this is a good message or a bad message, whether this is a true message or a false message, whether this is a message from God or not by the fruits that are produced by this teacher, by these teachings. And if we don't take the time, to evaluate the fruits of the people to whom we're listening, we will fall into this trap. So here's my encouragement for us this morning. Take time to ask yourself, who are my prophets and what are their fruits? Who are my prophets and what are their fruits? Who are my prophets? Who are the people that you're allowing to interpret current events for you? Who are the people that you are allowing to interpret current events for you? I don't just mean what's happening. You know, it doesn't take a a prophet to examine what's happening. But why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why are these things happening? Why are these things happening to me? Why are these things happening to my family? Why is this happening in our world? Who are you tempted to listen to? Who are you tempted to be influenced by? Who are you following? Who are the voices that you're listening to? And what are their fruits? What has been the result of their teaching in your life? What has been the result of their teaching in their own life, right? That's a question that we should ask. What's been the result of their teaching in their life? If this person claims to be a moral teacher, if this person claims to be leading others in the right direction, yet their own life is a mess... 
what sorts of results is that teaching having in their life? But sometimes it's very hard to see that. But what you can see is what sorts of results is this teaching having in your life? And church, listen, if a message is a gospel message, if a message is the truth, if a message is from God, if a message is from the Spirit, then we know exactly what sort of fruit the Spirit produces in a person's life, don't we? We know exactly what sort of fruit the Spirit produces in someone's life. The fruit of the Spirit has these characteristics, love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? That's what Paul says, you know, you know. And in fact, Paul is dealing with the exact same thing in Galatians chapter five. He's talking to the churches in Galatia, these Gentile Christians who are being led astray by false prophets, by false teachers who had ulterior motives. And he says, listen, here's the works of the flesh. Here's the bad fruits that are produced when you listen to that. When you listen to that, then there's all kinds of envy and jealousy and there's boasting and there's pride and there's anger and there's sexual immorality and all of these things that are the results of listening to teachers who encourage you to indulge to the flesh. But those who are leading you by the Spirit The results are obvious. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. James says the exact same thing in James 3. He uses different words, but it's the same idea. And he says that wisdom that's from below, it has these results. And wisdom that's from above, it has these results. It's pure, and it's peaceable, and it's full of good fruits. It's full of love. Church, listen. We're all listening to some voices, aren't we? Whether it's on our television or on our computer or on social media or maybe it's in a newspaper, wherever, whoever we're listening to is influencing our lives. That's why the story, the primary story that has to guide our life is the gospel message. That's why the gospel message has to be the lens through which we interpret current events. Why is this happening? Well, if you listen to the gospel, you know why everything is happening to a degree, don't we? Why is this happening? Well, if it's bad, it's because we live in a broken, fallen world, right? If it's bad, if, it, if it's hurtful and harmful and devastating, it's because of the brokenness of sin that sin brought into the world. And you say, well, what's the answer to all of this brokenness? Follow Jesus. That's the answer. Follow Jesus. And what if good things are happening on our world? Why are these good things happening? Well, it's because God is good, right? And what do you do in those circumstances? Follow Jesus. That's the answer. And if someone's telling you something contrary to that, if somebody's influencing you in a way that's contrary to that, if, if somebody is teaching you something and the results of their teaching are anything but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then their teaching is not from God. We have to take the time to ask ourselves, what sort of influence is this teaching having on the teacher himself 
And, and what sort of influence is this teaching having on the people who listen to this teacher? And is this the sort of person that I want influencing my life? And that's, that's a good question to ask when we're listening to a religious teacher, and it's a good question to ask when we're listening to a secular teacher. Because the world is full of people who want to influence, who want to teach, who want to guide, who want to interpret current events. But our true prophet, the one who truly speaks from God and for God and represents God and is God, is Jesus. He is God's final revelation to us. And if we want to know what's happening and what will happen and how should I live my life, then look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And if you wonder about teachers you encounter along the way who influence you in one way or another, and you wonder, is this true? Is that true? Then look at their fruits. Jesus says you will recognize them by their fruits. So you've got to stop and ask yourself, who are my prophets and what are their fruits? Who are my prophets and what sort of impact and influence are they having on themselves and on the people to whom they're talking? I hope that's something that you'll spend today asking yourself and thinking about, maybe thinking through with your life group, maybe thinking through with your family, but hopefully it will help us to realize where we are right now so that we can take the next step by faith. Church, thank you for being here. We're going to sing one more song and then we're going to be closed with a prayer. Thank you for being here this morning.